today's Leading Women episode 360 with the wonderful Rakia Finley. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Rakia Finley. Rakia Finley is the CEO and founder of Search Assembly, a business development and technology solutions firm in Washington, D.C., designed to improve the growth of businesses and not-for-profits by building innovation technology solutions as their leading resource. Rakia has over 10 years of experience creating technology solutions for nonprofits, government, and private sector organizations. Throughout her career, she has been an active advocate of STEM in schools and empowering women. So women of the world, Ms. Rakia Finley. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Maria. Thanks for having me. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. But Rakia, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Search Assembly. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and chime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind Niche? Yes. We started Surge Assembly 10 years ago, and it began with an idea that at the time, organizations weren't utilizing online resources to maximize on engaging their audience, building their brand, and getting to really understand how their business can function appropriately. And we built a company based off of that, that we would build great technology, we would be a resource for our clients to know how to grow effectively, and we would strategize for them. Um, And with that, we've been around for 10 years. We've gotten to work with some really great medium to large size companies. And in the past three years, we've worked with small businesses and startup companies, helping them understand the key to building a proper revenue pipeline, as well as having a very strong online technology resource, using a great database system, having a strong website that builds leads, Um, So our main niche of our company is making sure you're building tools and solutions to help you see growth when it comes to your bottom line. 
Wow. So you started this business as a result of, uh, of uh, a need of you wanting, wanting to provide a solution for your target market, for your niche. And I love uh, what I'm hearing about it and how the idea came about it, as well as how you birthed it to what it's right now. But what has been your inspiration doing all of this? Yeah, my biggest inspiration was technology. I, at the time of wanting to start my company, kept seeing that we weren't embracing it in a way where we weren't engaging one another in a positive and action-based framework. Um, There were so many tools when I first got into business, um, not as many as there are now, but at the time it was the boom of Facebook, it was the boom of Google, it was where people were actually interested in turning on their computers and going into the internet and finding, um, finding resources for one another. And I, that really fueled me. On top of seeing smaller businesses and medium-sized businesses that were supposed to be big, and I wanted to figure out a way where I could be a resource to that. Um, during 10 years ago, nonprofits and um, medium-sized companies were kind of fearful of what the internet meant um, and what using technology meant. They were scared of losing ownership of their ideas if they were to spread it out to the world. Um, and I wanted to find a way to tell people that that was possible. It was possible for you to engage with people nationally um, through the internet and through technology without losing your integrity, without losing your propriety. Um, And with that, building really great technology solutions. So I guess my thriving inspiration was I wanted to educate innovators and people with great ideas on how they could be great nationally, just not in their hometown. Wow. So the, you are inspired by the, your, your desire or you want to educate innovators out there. I mean, to, to embrace technology and to make this or learn how to, how, or to teach them how this uh, technology that we have nowadays benefits their business. Wow. What an inspiration that one is. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners? What are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Yeah. My, when I first started my company, I was still in um, undergrad. I was just about to get out of undergrad and trying to figure out a way to pay for grad school. And all I had at the time was a pretty basic bachelor's degree coming to me and um, a lot of certifications. Before I graduated college, I had more um, technology certifications than I would ever have in degrees. And that's because I never stopped learning. I wanted to learn. And I, I'm still to this day someone that before I go into anything, I must read the newest article or the newest book and educate myself to make sure I'm staying ahead of the trends of, of whatever topic I'm about to thrush into, whether it's building another database or going into a different business strategy or building an e-commerce strategy for a client. Um, so I'm, I'm one of those people that I need to feel like I at least attempted to be the smartest person in the room. On top of that, I am a woman. Um, I am an African-American woman, and I started my company when I was very young. And I had to get used to being 
comfortable in a position where I was maybe the only woman in the room there, maybe the youngest woman in the room, um, trying to convince a whole, a whole lot of people that were much older than me that I had a great idea. And I guess my personality trait that came out of that is not to be fearful. I'm someone that no idea is a bad idea until you validate that it's a bad idea. And to just go through things full force um, because of the base of our company. Um, I'm very strategic. I'm a very strategic person. Everything um, in business for me is a calculation for success. And that business trait, I think, for me is when we go into a project or when we go into an idea, I want to believe that we've effectively planned from beginning to end. And I think the only person that sees the in, the bad um, part of that character trait is my husband who has to talk out his every move from time to time so I can understand the beginning to end to things. Um, so I'll say those are my three. All right. So that's constantly learning or loving, love to learn, you know, not, not being fear, fearful, uh, being strategic while this personal traits or qualities that uh, Karakia just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives and in our business building activities. All right, now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Mm-hmm. My biggest, I want to say, um, trial when I first started was literally that starting. I think sometimes as business owners or people who aspire to be entrepreneurs, we have so many great ideas and we have so many great desires and wants for ourselves. And we sometimes may get caught up by sitting and thinking, oh, if if this were to be big, I would be the person I believe I'm supposed to be. But we never start. And I think because of my age at the time um, and a lot of thoughts in my head saying you're too young or you're not educated enough, um, I was fearful of starting. And it was once I put pen to paper and once I actually started looking for my first client, um, I realized that the hardest part was to start. And once I got past that hurdle, um, Every once in a while, it still becomes my greatest feat when you have really great ideas and really, really big, grandiose, innovative concepts. It's still that first step of putting pin to pad and actually creating it, turning it into action. Um, and there are many times where I think I lost the ball simply because of my inability to quickly start. Um, just full force, feed in water, go for it. Um, once I get past that trials, I always seem to, to land on success. But to land on success, you also have to fail. So I'll have to say my second real big trial was my first failure. And that was um, a client. I think I was at that time about five clients in. I was feeling really confident in my capabilities. Um, I was I hired my first staff member and um, I started believing that this was something I was really capable of. And then I had a terrible um, project and I let a client down and I failed and I failed in that way where I had, it was my fault. (laughs) It wasn't I failed because I overlooked or um, I failed because a contractor let me down. I failed. Um, And it was that failure that was really hard because you have to find your confidence all over again. 
And you almost feel like you have to you have to pick yourself and start all over again. But it was that failure where I was able to say, I'll I'll never make that mistake again. And I'll always be greater and better. And every day I strive to be better um, at our firm. Our my biggest thing I say in our culture here with my staff is every day, just be a better version, be a better version of yourself every single day. And if you do that, you'll be all right. Wow. I mean, I certainly can relate to a lot of the challenges that you have shared. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners too. I mean, the fact of just getting started. I mean, we have a lot of things that we tend to procrastinate. We tend to not to get started because we f there's something in us. There's something either we fear the failure, we fear success, we, we have all the doubts, the, the worries. You know, these challenges, you know, we all um, experience at some point in our, in our lives and in our business building life. And I love that you shared that lesson of when you fail, you, you know, it was, you took it as a lesson, you know, you, you get right back up and, and then move forward. Because that's the main thing when we we are faced with challenges, to not have these challenges as a hindrance for us to move forward, but as a lesson, because that's what it's all about. Challenges are lessons to learn, so challenges that will move us, uh, that would make us even better as a person and as a business owner. So great lesson there. So thanks for sharing. Now, uh, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the problem with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Um, work-life balance is tough. And um, I'm sure your viewers may know that the more successful you become, become the harder work-life balance becomes. Um, but for me, I'll, I'll say my, my husband is also a business owner um, and a very successful entrepreneur. Um, and he has his companies and we have some companies together as well as I have mine. So on top of that, um, I'm a new mother. I, um, my son is seven weeks old. So that has brought a new challenge in there. Um, so with work-life balance, for me, it was more about <laughs> bringing back that strategy. Every day is planned. Um, every day I wake up with uh, five goals that I'm going to achieve. And sometimes all five goals are business goals and client goals and client work and, and, and goals that will help Surge Assembly turn into um, a new phase. And sometimes those five goals, four of them are about my husband or they're about my, my family or grocery shopping, or sometimes they're about myself. So I would say that the thing that kind of keeps me balanced is I wake up every morning and I ask myself, what do I need? And um, I kind of go through all the elements of my life. I say, what do I need? What does my marriage need? What does my child need? What does my company need? What does my staff need and what does my clients need? And that list kind of changes from time to time based on what I feel like priority wise, what goes first or last. But um, it helps. And before I do anything with my cup of coffee, I write down those five objectives. And my only goal that day is to reach those five objectives. 
Um, and most times I do, and sometimes I don't, um, and I have to readjust and be okay with it. But I think it allows me to tell myself that you can only do so much. And as, as a mother and a wife and a business owner and a service provider, you can only do so much in a 24-hour span. But you know what you're capable of. So wake up every morning and ask yourself, what am I capable of and what do I need to get done today? And you tackle it every each day at a time. Wow. Well, you certainly nailed this work-life balance. And congratulations, by the way, for your new baby, seven weeks old. Yes, it must be a sweet, sweet baby, seven weeks old. And uh, yes, I agree with you with planning. I mean, being strategic about your day. And I love that I mentioned about writing your five goals. And that's not just business, but also your personal life. I mean, putting things on your list that are not just business, but also your personal, your family, your social, uh, and then uh, be flexible around and in achieving those goals. And Yes, especially for us women, sometimes we tend to be so harder on ourselves. But you need to understand that there's only 24 hours in a day. We all have 24 hours in a day, and there's only so much that you can do. So be okay with if, for example, you weren't able to achieve all those goals that you set for yourself that day. Um, and the good thing with uh, owning your business is that you have that flexibility to do the things that are our priorities to you that are prior that are important to you so let's take advantage of that but great tips there that we can all uh, um, take action on in regards to this work-life balance that i myself struggle with um, uh, all the time so thanks for sharing now i'd love for you to talk about success and what success means to you your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Mm -hmm. Success for me, I want to believe, will always mean fulfillment. Um, I stand on the principle that I am on this earth not simply to make a billion dollars. I'm on this earth to be of service to someone um, somehow. And my purpose is aligned with the thing that gets me up in the morning. It's aligned with the thing that gets me excited um, and that I can't stop talking about. And no matter what, no matter what type of day I have, I am excited about embracing organizations and businesses and educating them on how to do things better. Um, I always tell me and my husband kind of have a joke of if I could just sit in an awesome conference room with a really comfy chair all day and people just came to me and I told them what was a good idea and a bad idea um, and how they could do things better, I'd probably be pretty content with my life. Um, and it's true, I would. Um, so for me, I feel most successful when that entire day from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, I felt like I was of service. I was of service to myself and I was of service to my clients. Um, when it comes to Surge Assembly, our success, again, is not tailored on um, a bottom line. 
It will always be tailored on, did we produce great work? Did we create change? And did we create growth in other people? Were we a resource? And I will never see Surge Assembly successful until I believe that we are the number one resource to businesses and organizations when they need to grow. Um, So the benchmarks I think I have for that is every year we have a number of clients that I want to see of service. Um, We have a number of project budgets I want to see us achieve. And that lets me know that we got to the masses. Um, Our goal the past two years were to be fully national. And we're still striving to be um, national and to service at least 10 businesses and 10 organizations in every state. And once we do that, I'll probably say we need to service 10 businesses and 10 organizations in every city. Um, So I think for me, it's about where was I a resource? Was Surge Assembly a resource? And did I fulfill my purpose? Wow, a great perspective on success. And I mean, success is about fulfillment. I mean, being of service to someone somehow. I love that. I mean, I truly believe that there's, that's the true essence of success. I mean, finding fulfillment in what it is that you're doing. Of course, we have uh, benchmarks, financial metrics that we have to achieve uh, for our business because we are in business to be profitable in order to sustain that. But at the end of the day, I truly believe also that what success or what um, is fulfillment what fulfills us really is that sense of fulfillment, knowing that what you're putting out there is impacting other people's lives or you are making a difference to somebody else. So great perspective there. Now, I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? So my first step would be to be strategic. Don't, when you decide to start your business, don't just think of what feels good at that moment, but imagine the 50 years from you now. Um, the, the, imagine the company that 20, 30 years from now is fully successful. What do you want it to look like? How do you want it to feel? How do you want people to respond to you? Um, and then build from that dream. Um, so especially if you're working in the services or if you're doing a product, think of that product on the shelf in a Target or in Neiman Marcus and say, what do I want it to evoke? How do I want it to feel? What do I want the logo to say? Um, and then begin to start your vision. And when I say start your vision, write it down and make it plain. I know a lot of businesses get stopped simply because that entrepreneur couldn't get past the first page of their business plan and they got flustered and they feel like they didn't have all the answers. So they figured they must not be capable of this. And that's not true, especially not anymore. Just sit down and tell yourself, how is my company going to function? How are we going to make money? How are we going to market? And as you ask yourself those questions, write it down and then set goals for yourself. 
So if we're going to market and if we're going to make this much money, how are we going to make it? And how much money do I need to see in the next month, the next six months, the next year? How much money do I need to quit my job and, and kind of start with those small benchmarks and you'll slowly grow. Also, find resources, find friends that are capable, find mentors that are examples of where you want to be and allow them to give you insight. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs or starter entrepreneurs may see that one glimmer of success and sometimes ego and cockiness can kick in and they think, I did it. I can run with the big dogs. Um, and sometimes that's not true. I can tell you from my perspective, no matter how big you get, there is always someone bigger. Um, and find that person that you feel like is that big fish and say, hey, mentor me. Give me some insight. Give me some advice on what you did. And, and Marie, your show is a great example of finding that resource. And never stop. Just never stop. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days that you wake up and you forget you started a company. You're going to have days where you didn't make money and you don't feel like you're ever going to make money. But every day is a push forward and a step forward to your goal. If you have a very clear and concise goal, never be scared to pivot your company when it's not working. Just because it doesn't work doesn't mean you should quit. It simply means you may need to alter your niche or alter your brand. Um, and always be willing to invest in your company. A lot of starter entrepreneurs want to believe that if they just have a great idea, maybe they'll get an investor and they'll never have to come out of pocket to start anything. Um, that's not true in anything in our lives. It takes money to do majority of the things that people want to do. Um, so if you can't invest in your company, don't expect anybody else to. If you can't invest in developing a great product, don't expect anyone to spend a lot of money to buy that product. So don't be scared to find a resource, be your own resource, um, find a mentor and be someone else's. Wow. I know that was a great. <laughs> yes, I mean, I was so hooked into uh, listening to every word that you've said and lots of golden nuggets there. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to, of course, be strategic. I mean, think about your business, write your vision, your plan. I mean, I'm really big on writing your vision because that gives you direction on where you want to go. Where do, where do you want your business to go? Where, where is it? You can see, you can picture yourself from point A to point B. So it's really important to write your vision, write it or, and, and also, um, have it in top of mind. And then the second one is to find resources, be that your friends and mentors, you know, seek out their help, seek out their insights. And the good news is we all have the resources, right? Right. Nowadays, I mean, we can tap into resources that both online and offline that we have nowadays. So it's not really, there's no, no really an excuse to find this, uh, to get those resources that we need. And the third one you said is to never stop. And yes, like I agree with you, there are going to be bad, bad days. They're not going to be always uh, happy days. Um, but, you know, because building a business requires your time and energy and effort. But know that that is part of building a business. But in, on the other hand, this is a business that you are passionate about. So be willing to to work on this. Be willing to uh, follow this, to follow your passion, to follow your dreams. And of course, invest not only in, in your company, but in yourself as well. So great takeaways there. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. 
Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yes. Um, it's it's a little um, taboo, and um, I know it has good reviews and bad reviews, but my favorite book will always be The 48 Laws of Power. And the title doesn't give it any justice. I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur and if you're actually telling yourself you're going to go into this game of developing a career and a name for yourself, there's certain rules and procedures that you should kind of have on your foundation as you go into it. And that book, I think, does a very good job on telling you how to humble yourself when necessary, to be the strongest person in the room when necessary, and how to effectively be strategic in how you are socially in business and when you network and when you go in to interact. Successful businesses is all about relationships um, and effective relationships with people and finding allies and understanding um, how to enhance yourself as well as enhance the people around you. And that book, I think, does a really good job of kind of breaking down all those concepts. Yeah. On top of mm-hmm. that, that book, I think I would tell anyone that no matter what industry they're going in, no matter what product they're planning to, to develop or service that they want to develop, go to the nearest bookstore and literally go into that section. And if you can buy every single book, in that industry. And it sounds really weird, but if you looked in the library of my house, I have every single book you can imagine on business, on technology, on um, just, I think I have some old school event planner books that I bought on eBay from um, an event event planning certification class. And it's not for you to read all of them in one night, but if you're saying that you're gonna be a part of an industry, be educated in that industry. Hear what other people are talking about, what other people feel like are the best principles, how they're di- understand how they're different from yours or how they're the same. Um, so if, if you are going to develop a yarn store, I want to see you at Barnes & Noble buying every crochet and knitting book I've ever seen. Um, it just be educated on whatever industry you're going into. Well said. Yes, I can't stress that enough. I mean, books are a great resource, um, not only to for our personal um, development, but also for our business development. They are we can find everything, almost everything, in a book, and it's a great resource that you can tap into. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Last but not the least, Rakia, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Yes. Um, Well, Surge Assembly is a full business development and growth development technology firm. That is a long title to me that we build innovative solutions to help you grow. Um, If you're a nonprofit, we work with you to help you figure out how to increase your fundraising goal. If you're a for-profit We work with your revenue pipeline. We streamline your sales goals and your sales strategy. We develop your sales and marketing strategy. And we also develop the tools you need to make that sales strategy to implement it and put it into action. You can find us on our website at www.surgeassembly.com. You are more than welcome to email me at rfinley 
at surgeassembly.com. And I'm more than willing to answer any of the questions that any of your viewers have. Um, we're on social network everywhere. So we're on Twitter um, at Surge Assembly. We're on Facebook, Surge Assembly. Um, so if you type in Surge Assembly Washington, D.C. in Google, you'd probably find our company um, in a couple of places. Um, every once in a while, we do do webinars on how to effectively do business development and, and growth strategies, as well as um, webinars highlighting some of the technologies that we build on. If you are in the D.C. area, we also do in-conference um, consultations. Doesn't cost anything. You can come to our, um, our office and one of our sales, our associates or myself will do a full um, consultation for you to kind of help you, especially if you're a business getting off the ground to help you figure out what you need to move forward in your company. Um, so, yeah, we're more than willing to help. Right, so that's searchassembly.com. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to go there now. That's searchassembly.com. And if their products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in or at least be on their newsletter so that you can be updated on what she's putting out there, what her company is putting out there. So that, again, is searchassembly.com. S-U-R-G-E, assembly, A-S-S-E-M, B-L-Y dot com. And you can connect to your social media profiles from their website as well or reach Rakia on email via email at RK, uh, rfinley, sorry, rfinley at surgeassembly.com. Again, that link is surgeassembly.com. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Rakia Finley or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is surgeassembly.com. Rakia, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for having me. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four. Type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. 
feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.